Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of your Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Wake up, everybody. Wake up, everybody. I'm not Wake up. We're up. We're up. We're up. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your daily podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team, the Charlotte Hornets. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us once again, a game day edition, the last one for about a week now as the All-Star break is upon us. Hornets hoping to hit it on a winning note. We will talk about tonight's contest against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Also going to talk about what's coming up on the horizon Just announced fans will be returning to the Hive. Spectrum Center will have 15% capacity by home game number two of the second half of the season. We'll talk about those developments and an honor for LaMelo Ball, once again, Rookie of the Month for the Eastern Conference. And quite frankly, if it had been for the whole NBA, he would have won that too. To help talk about all these topics, he's our producer on the Hornets radio network, Rob Longo, back on the HHC. Rob, how are you? I'm great, Sam. We got a ton to get to today, and I can't wait to get to some of these topics. A big, big news past 24 hours. Let's start with the Eastern Conference Rookie of the Month, LaMelo Ball. A lot of ways to look at this. Statistically speaking, it's not close. 20.1 points per game. These are all for the month. Best amongst rookies. 6.2 rebounds per game. Number two amongst rookies. 6.7 assists per game. Number one. 1.7 steals. Number three. And maybe most importantly, despite his team being ravaged by injuries, almost every other major player in the starting lineup or in the starting rotation missed some time over the course of the month of February. LaMelo played in every game and helped his team to a winning record in that month. Well, at this point, are we really even surprised that LaMelo earned Rookie of the Month again? 
anytime you're putting up numbers as a rookie when you're starting that are comparable to Oscar Robertson, you're more than likely going to win Rookie of the Month honors. So when this award is broken down conference-wise, it's not even close. According to the latest rookie ladder that NBA.com put out back at the end of February, the closest player in the East to LaMelo for the top spot was Emmanuel Quickly of the Knicks, and he was in the fifth spot. So it wasn't really close when you break it down conference by conference. You mentioned LaMelo's stat line. I'll take it one step further. Shooting-wise, 45-41-86. Emmanuel Quickly, in the month of February, 14 games, 18.1 minutes per game. That's the big disparity right there. Close to 12 points per game, about 2.5 rebounds per game, 2 assists, half a steal. His shooting clip, 37-41-94. So because there was such a disparity in the minutes played, I took it one step further. I went and looked at it per 36 minutes. Quickly scoring average at that point really balloons. It goes to almost 24 points per game. Lamelo's increases slightly to 20.8, but the rebounds and assists also nearly double her quickly, but they're so small in that aspect. And again, Lamelo's numbers increase again as well. So I'm not taking any accomplishments away from Emmanuel quickly, but how I feel about monthly and yearly honors, and I think we're on the same page as that, is where... It's what you're able to accomplish for the team and how much they relied on you. And based on what you said about injuries and based on the minutes differential between LaMelo Ball and Emmanuel Quickly, it's clearly LaMelo Ball's award. Well, I think it's interesting you brought up the stats per 36 minutes because I, I think those can be a bit deceiving. There tends to be a reason why a player plays the minutes that they do. And to just say, well, you know, a guy who is good in spurts off the bench in a role is going to have the same statistics extrapolated over what would be a normal starter's minutes, 36 minutes, doesn't always end up being the case. Case in point, LaMelo Ball. His numbers have really skyrocketed since he's entered the starting lineup. He's become more efficient of a player. His shooting percentages have gone higher. LaMelo Ball, I'm with you. He has got this award pretty much locked up, both the monthly and the full season one. Someone's going to really have to get hot to take it away from him because his numbers are outstanding. And, you know, maybe one more disappointment for this season is that despite the greatness we've seen from LaMelo Ball, because it is an odd year with COVID-19, we're not going to see him in the skills competition. For the most part, all-star festivities are being limited to all-stars. The dunk competition, there were three invitees, none of whom were already all-stars, including Cassius Stanley and Obi Toppin, a couple of youngsters who should put on a great show. But in terms of the skills competition, only Robert Covington. Otherwise, it is all all-stars. There maybe wasn't a spot in the skills competition for LaMelo to participate, and similarly for the three-point shooting competition. Should be a great competition with all the big names they've got there with CP3 and Steph Curry, obviously. It's going to be an outstanding competition, but no Terry Rozier, no Malik Monk in that, and those two easily could have gone in and maybe made even more of a national splash. So somewhat disappointing that we're not going to see these guys over the All-Star break, but ultimately I think it's really a good thing that everyone can get some rest and the Hornets can hopefully hit the ground running once the second half resumes. You hit it right on the head right there with what you said. I mean, it's almost a blessing in disguise that nobody was selected to play in All-Star Weekend or compete in the skills competitions or anything of that nature. 
at this point, the way that the injuries have piled up for the Hornets, I just want everybody to take a week off, try to get as healthy as possible, because this second half schedule is going to be an absolute grind. And it's going to have a little bit more energy in the building as well, because fans are returning to the Hive. We're going to talk about the plan to bring fans into Spectrum Center when we return here on the Hornets Hivecast. Hornets fans, the buzz is building. For season ticket packages for the 2021-2022 season, call 704-HORNETS or visit hornets.com to chat live with a season ticket representative. Lock in your price today. Sam Farber, Rob Longo here with you on the HHC. We'll talk about tonight's game, Hornets versus the T-Wolves in a little bit, but big news in the last 24 hours, or at least 24 hours preceding this recording, fans will be returning to Spectrum Center. Kind of a trial run on March 11th, first game out of the break, hosting Detroit. 500 Novant Health Frontline workers will be in Spectrum Center, and then the full crowd, or as full as it's going to get for the time being, will come in on March 13th against the Toronto Raptors, 15% capacity, meaning roughly 3,000 fans in the building. It's been a long time coming. It's been roughly a year since the NBA, or it will have been roughly a year since the NBA effectively shut down. And at long last, fans will be back in the building. So this really started to become a reality last week when Governor Roy Cooper announced that the gathering restrictions were going to be eased off a little. And we knew that the Hornets have been working on health and safety protocols and working with the Mecklenburg County Health Department, hoping that the restrictions would be eased for this season and getting a plan tentatively in place. So kudos to everyone involved there being able to get some fans back in the hive in a quick and, of course, most importantly, safe manner and getting this plan all together and ready to go at the drop of a hat. I was just excited as everyone else, but I think the news really sunk into me last night. And of course, it was a rare night off for us. I was able personally to sit down and watch my second favorite sport, which is hockey. And being from the Pittsburgh area, I'm a huge Penguins fan. My family has had season tickets for the last 20 years. And last night was the first time that they were able to have fans in the arena this season. So they were capped at about 2,800 people, so a little bit lower than what we eventually expect at Spectrum Center coming up on March 13th, but it was just great to hear an actual crowd in the arena. It didn't sound like fake crowd noise, you know, if there was a bad call by the officials, people were booing, people were cheering with goals or a big hit. It was just great to hear that kind of ambiance in an arena again or on a television broadcast. And after the game, of course, the Pens won. The team went to center ice and they raised their sticks in the air. They saluted the crowd, which was, of course, on its feet applauding them. And in that moment, I got chills. And not because the hockey team that I cheer for beat their in-state rival from Philadelphia, but because we have been yearning for this sense of normalcy for so long, and this is kind of the first little baby step in the right direction. To kind of summarize a long story short, I just can't wait to get Buzz City back here in the Hive. Going to be great to have fans back in, and certainly there is some trepidation. We understand that because, you know, just as it was very, very shocking to the system to go from full capacity to no one's allowed in the building and you all stay away from each other. That was a very jarring change. This is also a big adjustment. We've gone a year basically told stay apart, stay away, it's dangerous. And now we're slowly but surely going to start to ease that. It's not going to be like, hey, let's pile everyone up into two sections and see what happens. This is a very thoughtful plan that has been put in place. There are pieces from 
Spectrum Center and the Hornets, for instance, the air filtration and purification system, cleaning and disinfecting procedures, sanitizing stations, plexiglass dividers, and there are expectations of the fans as well. Face masks will be required. There will be socially distanced seating. By the way, the face masks, you got to keep them on. Mobile ticketing is going to be put in place, so fans, you got to make sure you have your mobile devices ready. There will be contactless ordering and payments guest health screenings, special entry and exit procedures. This is not a complete return to normal, but there's going to be a lot more normalcy with this. It's very exciting. Make sure you're keeping an eye on Hornets.com and our social media sites so you can get all the information on how you can get your tickets to an upcoming game and ultimately just continue to be safe and responsible. If you don't feel well, stay home. We're getting closer to the day where It's not just a couple thousand, but it's closer to 20,000 in Spectrum Center. And we look forward to seeing them all wearing LaMelo Ball and Gordon Hayward and Devontae Graham and Terry Rozier and Miles Bridges and P.J. Washington uniforms. It's coming. It's coming. But let's all uh, do this smartly as the Hornets are doing to get us across that finish line. Yeah, you couldn't have said it any better. And it's just going to be so much fun with you and I being kind of the newbies here in the Queen City. We haven't really gotten a chance to interact with the fans a whole lot. And that's one of the things that I'm really looking forward to, to see how great and how big this passion is for this franchise and for the future of this franchise with a guy like LaMelo Ball. You know, we see it on social media, but it's one thing to kind of interact and see it in person. And that's one of the things I'm really looking forward to. And including on the broadcast, I mean, I love Eric Collins. I think, you know, he and I have some similarities in style where, you know, we both love to get excited and go crazy at moments, but you got to go a little extra crazy when the building is silent. You got to send it a little bit more. So I'm looking forward to having some of the heavy lifting taken off my shoulders with some more fan noise and it'll save my vocal cords a little bit more because it's getting rough. I drink a lot of tea these days, so it'll be fun. Remember... Make sure you're checking out Hornets.com. Make sure you're doing your part. Stay safe. Wear your mask still socially distanced. But do, hopefully, if you feel you're healthy enough and feel comfortable with it, we're looking forward to having you back inside Spectrum Center and having that hive be alive again. One more game in the first half of the season. It's tonight. It's against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Hornets should be a favorite in this one, but there's still a lot of question marks. We'll get into them when we return here on the Hornets Hivecast. Hornets fans, be sure to download the Hornets app on your mobile device. The Hornets app is your access to all new features and exclusive content, including the new game day experience for every game this season. It's a game day edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Charlotte visiting the Minnesota Timberwolves' second meeting of the season. It'll be the last one of the campaign between these two until and unless they meet in the NBA Finals, which seems very unlikely for Minnesota because they are in the basement right now of the NBA. They've lost something like nine in a row, 13 of 14. They've let their coach go. A lot of negativity right now through Minnesota, and yet it's still a team that has Carl Anthony Towns as well as the number one pick in the draft Anthony Edwards and must be respected and this is a Hornets team that is kind of you know limping to the finish line with all of the injuries it kind of reminds me of an old Bugs Bunny or Donald Duck cartoon where they're in a car and the pieces are just flying off of it as it tries to get to the finish line and it's just a question can they keep the wheels on intact long enough to get to that finish line register a win and then uh, hit the repair shop for a little while and rest up and be on the men. But first things first, got to take care of business in this one with a W. It would be a 500 Western Conference road trip, which is always impressive. The big question, I think, 
Rob, for the Hornets is health. From what we've heard as of most recently, Devontae Graham will not play in this one. He'll miss yet another game with left knee discomfort. Hopefully the extended rest while all the game's off, as well as the All-Star break, will lead to him coming back. Gordon Hayward and Cody Zeller, as of this taping, are listed as questionable. That is hopefully a good sign as they've been doubtful most of the last couple of days. Just the fact that those guys are listed as questionable, that to me, questionable is 50-50. Now, obviously, that can change when upgraded to probable, downgraded to doubtful, or even out. That's going to be a big factor. And the other aspect of this, too, is last time these two teams met, things were kind of just as crazy for the Hornets. Charlotte was limited due to COVID protocols player-wise, and they weren't able to have a morning shooter. I weren't even allowed in the arena until roughly 90 minutes before the start of the game. And I don't know about you, but even that evening, going into work, and it just kind of felt eerie in that sense, getting into the arena and realizing that I was in there almost earlier than the team was. And I wasn't even sure if we were going to have a game that night. And not only did that situation affect the Hornets, but it also affected Carl Anthony Towns and the Timberwolves as well. I mean, obviously this pandemic has taken a toll on all of us in some sort of capacity, and Carl Anthony Towns has lost a lot of family members, including his mother, to COVID complications. So for him, that was kind of a big mental obstacle to overcome, and he admitted later in an interview with The Athletic that he was seriously concerned about playing that game at all. He felt that his teammates were in jeopardy, that their health was in jeopardy. He was just coming back from overcoming a COVID diagnosis himself. And there were so many unknowns about the Hornets side of things in terms of testing, who was in close contact. Obviously, there were enough players to play the game. We had more than eight players available. But at halftime, he even had to call his dad on the phone and have a conversation with him to kind of calm him down a little bit. And it showed. In that first half, Carl Anthony Towns had 14 points and five rebounds. And you think that's great. He was 5 of 12 shooting. And in the second half, okay, he might have only scored 11 points, but he was a lot more efficient. He was going 4 or 6 from the floor. So it was just a lot of different things going on in that contest. And tonight might be kind of the similar situation where we don't know who we're going to see on the floor for the Hornets because of Cody Zeller and Gordon Hayward being questionable. Yeah, at least this time it's it's normal injury and not health and safety protocols, but we'll see. Minnesota, they're more nicked up than before as well. They won't have Malik Beasley, who was averaging 20 points per game and had a big three-point shooting day in the first matchup between these two teams. He is suspended by the league. Also, no D'Angelo Russell, from what we've heard. He will continue to be on the men, former All-Star, not been able to stay healthy so far this season, a big part of the reason why Minnesota is stuck on seven wins. They do have the number one overall pick from the draft, Anthony Edwards, who made a real run at Western Conference Rookie of the Month. It went to Tyrese Halliburton, but Edwards was right there. His last three games, he's averaging 22 points per contest. He's not shooting with the same efficiency as LaMelo Ball, but he's scoring at a very high level. Some of that might be there's not as many guys around him demanding those shots, but nevertheless, 22 points is 22 points. It's impressive. This is still a Minnesota team that's dangerous, and I think if Cody Zeller is not out there, it makes Carl Anthony Towns that much more dangerous. I'm not saying that P.J. Washington and Bismarck Biombo can't defend him. They certainly can. But this is a guy who's an all-star multiple times. He is a all-world talent, and you want all your weapons if you're defending him because he's the one guy that could seriously change this game. He's the one person who's capable of going for 30, 35, 40 points and wrecking your night. Keep in mind, too, in that last matchup, P.J. Washington was one of the players 
that was held out due to health and safety protocols as well. So getting P.J. Washington back, and especially the way that he's been playing the last couple of games, is going to be a huge boost no matter what. Cody Zeller would just take it one step further for more depth in that front court. Carl Anthony Towns, he has a chip on his shoulder. He talks about how he wants to kind of stay in Minnesota and change that culture there. And obviously it's undergoing a renovation right now, changing coaches. Chris Finch still hasn't won a game in his tenure. He's 0 for 4 coming into tonight in games that he's been leading the bench for the Timberwolves. So Carl Anthony Towns is obviously an all-star, but I think he has a little bit of extra motivation to kind of right the ship here despite only having seven wins as a team coming into tonight. Hornets have some motivation as well with the W. They'll stay in a playoff position heading into the All-Star break and ultimately the second half of the season. With a loss, they could fall out of the top eight. Remains to be seen how the rest of the games transpire over the next couple of days. But Charlotte's played a really strong first half. They've gotten a little lucky, catch some breaks every now and again. That Golden State win at Spectrum Center and that Sacramento win on the road. Both needed some errors by the opposing team. Won a mental meltdown by Draymond Green in the Golden State game, and Sacramento had to miss a ton of free throws. But when the opportunity presented itself, the Hornets went out and grabbed it and secured those two wins, which could prove very big later on down the line. And this is another game where it's not so much you're looking for a mistake from the other team, but you know this is a wounded Timberwolves team that has not played particularly well the entire first half and as of late has really been struggling. They are shorthanded, so no matter what you have to make up for, let's just say, for instance, Cody Zeller, Gordon Hayward are not able to go in this one, you still got to believe you got the firepower there with those that are available to get one more win before you hit the All-Star break. It'll be a lot of fun. We'll have all the action for you on the Hornets Radio Network. Coverage starts on WFNZ, our flagship station, at 7 o'clock with Travis Tebow and Hancock, and then I will have the call at 8 with Rob Lago, on at halftime and throughout the game with your scoreboard updates. Rob, we'll talk to you tonight. Sounds good. Let's do it one more time before the All-Star break. Good to have all of you tuned in as well. For everyone here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you with us on the Hornets Hivecast and in the words of LaMelo Ball. Thank you. Have a good day. Wear your mask. Thanks for listening to the Hornets Hivecast. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com.